The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Josephine Draycott is on the line, and we're going to be talking about her new book, Who Knew the Storm? The New Generation. How are you today? Very well, thank you. So this book is, of course, a sequel to your original book, Who Knew the Storm? Indeed. What was it that inspired you to write a sequel? Well, uh, I was a huge fan of the uh, the book that I based it on, which is France, Francis Hodgson Burnett's uh, Secret Garden, which is a classic children's uh, novel. And uh, I often wondered as I read it, uh, I've reread it several times as an adult, what happened to the characters at the end of the story? You never find yeah. out. So um, that's where it came from. I just thought, I wonder what happened to them. And then the story began from there. And did you worry that you would maybe ruin the story or would you not have released it or not even thought about it unless you well, knew Well, I did my research. I did yeah. my research and I found out that people have actually written sequels to The Secret Garden already. But um, one of them was actually a sequel for children and uh, it took place many years later during the Second World War, I believe, and was yeah. completely different. The other one, the, the reviews were so bad, honestly, that I didn't read it. But my <laughs> my book is actually not aimed, targeted at children. Um, yeah. I decided to write the book, uh, the sequel for adults, actually. So it's not targeted at children at all, interestingly. And do you think that your book is different from any other sequels there have been? Because obviously it's not Indeed geared to I children, do, so yes. that. <laughs> yes, mine is a bit mad, actually, to be honest. Yeah. It's this kind of crazy mixture of uh, pseudo sci-fi. It's a mixture of all sorts of different influences. Like, I'm very um, interested in musical theatre. I perform myself, so... Uh, the the idea came about that it would be a mixture of um, sort of time travel uh, that's heavily based on the Rocky Horror Picture Show as well, if you know that. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, um, it's how you would imagine um, maybe if several people got round the, the dinner table, for example, the director of Back to the Future, Richard O'Brien um, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show and various other people got together and, and sort of had a powwow about how <laughs> the... <laughs> the sequel to um, The Secret Garden would be it would be a bit like that so it's kind of uh, a bit crazy it's very wacky um, quite light hearted as well I think so yeah. indeed 
Uh, as I say on the back of the, if you look at the blurb on the back of my first book, it says, um, despite being a sincere tribute to Hodgson Burnett's original masterpiece, it is as far removed from her universe as Beetlejuice is from Birmingham. So kids yeah. be warned. So it really, yeah, <laughs> you, get the, you get the idea. Without giving too much away, what is yes. the overall plot of this sequel? The children uh, get whisked away uh, at the beginning of the book. Um, to a different dimension, shall we say, where they have a series of interesting adventures with a group of uh, aliens. Um, and yes, they have... Uh, it sort of opens their mind, really. Yeah. Um, uh, broadens their, their, their horizon, shall we say. And it's really a story about friendship without frontiers. It's all about open-mindedness, acceptance as well. Um, lots of different themes in there and it's also a kind of wacky adventure um i was heavily influenced i think i don't know if you know douglas adams i think most people do uh yeah i'm a huge huge admirer of his work and um i i wanted to write sort of in the style of douglas adams of course nobody can write like douglas adams yeah. but um i wanted it to be i i'm very fond of the sci-fi genre uh and obviously heavy, heavily influenced by that but I wanted it to be kind of I can't write hardcore science fiction basically yeah. and I wanted it to be science fiction but very light hearted um, sort of yeah in the style of Douglas Adams if you like And you mentioned there are several themes in the book which Indeed. themes are the most prominent? Well the friendship without frontiers one for sure um, people who would normally never get together uh, open mindedness is another one um, and also a fundamental belief in the interconnectedness of everything. This was a big theme of Douglas Adams as well. I, I truly yeah. believe as a person that everything is connected and I think that is very, very obvious in my, in my work. And do you think that your love for Douglas Adams' work was a big factor in you writing a pseudo-science fiction novel. Definitely, yes, yeah. I would say that it's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pity, pity he's not around to, to read it, because yeah. he's, he's a person that I would have loved to have met in real life, so... Yeah, but the many other influences as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, not just Douglas Adams, uh, big fan of Terry Pratchett as well. Ian M. Banks as a science fiction writer. But also there's my love of musical theatre, music, literature also comes into it as well. So uh, many, many, many sources of inspiration, I think, as a writer. Yes. And that's another theme, actually, is, is imagination and, and creativity in, in the novel. It's a sort of um, leitmotif as well. In there. So do you think you'll be publishing a third book anytime soon, maybe another sequel, or just another Indeed. book that's separate? <laughs> no, 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 there is another sequel on the way. Uh, it's already being written as we speak. I've written the first part, and the second part is already germinating. Um, I have a, a basic plan. Yes, this time it's going to be, it's, it takes the same characters again, but uh, this time it's going to be sci-fi, an interesting mix of sci-fi and Greek mythology Ooh. so I'm currently researching my Greek mythology to, yeah. to get that up to up to speed and uh, hopefully it'll be at another another wacky romp 
<laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah, I think I, I like I like the the creative process of writing, and uh, I really do find that you get inspiration from those extraordinary places, and quite how it comes about, I don't know, but uh, I'm yeah. thoroughly enjoying thoroughly enjoying the writing anyway. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find this book? Who knew the storm? The new generation, and also the one before that. Who knew the storm? And everything that you'd want us to find. You can find the book on various platforms, including, well, I suppose Amazon is the main one, um, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones, uh, various others. They're they're available in uh, paperback or electronic version. Also, uh, if you type in my name, <laughs> if you Google my name, you'll you'll access them very quickly because I have my own author's website now. So uh, please feel free to to have a look. Uh, anyway, they're they're easily available. So um, well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have it's you on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.